What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming back with another episode of the RMR podcast today, joined by special guest Jacob Lunt of Swish Cannabis. How are you doing today, Jacob? Doing real good. How are you? Doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. So, so Swish Cannabis is a new dispensary in the North Hollywood area. But before we start talking things, Swish, Jake, we got to talk about yourself, man. I kick off every episode uh, with our our guest origin story around the plant, the plant uh, of the topic being cannabis, man. So whether it's personal, professional, or a mixture of both, whatever you choose to be vulnerable and sharing, just curious, kind of when you and cannabis uh, began your relationship with one another. Uh, for, for me, it was, uh, it was one of my first college experiences, uh, fresh out of high school, uh, went to San Luis Obispo, Cal Poly, go Mustangs, uh, only made it a year there, but, uh, yeah, it was my, my college roommates. They said, Hey, you want to try some? And I had been the, the, I'm not going to do anything kid. And I said, heck it, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try it. And, uh, from then on just kind of kept falling into it and, uh, loved it a little too much and, uh, said, Hey, uh, maybe I can make this uh, pay for itself. So uh, talked to a friend, got to a dispensary called uh, Granada Hills Discount Pharmacy. Um, that was probably 2008 or nine, somewhere around there. Um, the biggest memory of that was uh, I was doing the front desk. And of course, the back in the Proposition 215 days, you had to ask for a California ID, a doctor's recommendation, the whole nine yards. And this one gentleman walks up and he goes, do you know who I am? And I go, no, sir, I don't. I need to see your ID and recommendation. And um, a few minutes go by and my boss comes running up behind me and he says, do you know who this guy is? And I'm like, no. And he goes, do you know Cypress Hill? And I was like, yes, I've, I've heard of the band. And I was 21 at the time. So I was like young, kind of knew it, was getting into the whole scene, all that stuff. And it was Be Real standing in front of me. So I was asking Be Real for his identification and his recommendation. And my boss is like, excuse me, please let him come in, all this other stuff. So I was just like, Oh my God, I cool. My first, my first interaction. And, um, I got to serve him a quarter of Skywalker cause it was our biggest, baddest weed that we got in there and it was delicious. Um, that got shut down. And then about a year later, I ended up working for a place called green joy, a wonderful little purple building in Woodland Hills, California. And, uh, got to work there for a few years, a guy named Yanni loved him, worked with him for about almost two years, unfortunately. They got shut down. Um, it was uh, the Devonshire division decided to come in because a liquor store down the street uh, got a pair of sunglasses robbed from them. Uh, after that, I went into the culinary world. Yanni went into the real estate and uh, marijuana world. Ten years later, I said, I'm done with the abuse of the culinary world. Like, I love food. I love the passion of it, but I, I can't work for these people anymore. And as a joke, I sent in a resume to a place called Swish. Um, they were in North Hollywood. I'm living in Burbank. I said, you know what? Give it a shot. Um, I would say roughly 24 hours later, I get a, a little message through Instagram from Yanni saying, hey, Jake, long time. Uh, is Did you apply to a place called Swish Cannabis? And I was like, yes. How, how did you know about that? And he goes, I am Swish. Um, after that, we had an exchange. We started talking and that was probably, I want to say February of this year. And since then we have just been off and running and it's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I love it. Um, it's great to be back in the world of cannabis and yeah, yeah, that's, that's all. 
and that's me now. I love that, man. I, I appreciate you sharing both the, the personal and, and, and the professional side of that. Um, you know, for us, obviously, a lot of this cannabis is talking about the industry, the professional side. But at the root of it, there there is no industry without the consumer. Um, and clearly, the majority of us started our consumption pre, predating legalization. And so I just like sharing those stories to help further break the stigma, because now it's not you know, there's not as much stigma around trying cannabis if you purchase it legally and gifting that much money to Uncle Sam. But obviously, back in the day, it, w- it was shunned pretty heavily. Oh, yeah. um, but we, we, we built the community to help build this industry, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And, and that's my favorite aspect is, is that, is that community aspect of it. It's uh, everyone that you get to pass the joint around in the circle with. Absolutely, man. It's, 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 it's a, it's a sacred bond, you know, if we will, uh, whether you're partaking for medical reasoning or, 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 you know, or recreationally, right. There, there's something, there's something about it and there's something about break, you know, breaking bread, sharing the joint, right. With someone. And then you share thoughts and ideas, man. It's, it's definitely a, a communal activity. Absolutely. And, and that's why as a bud tender, I, when people come in, they say, I want the strongest, or they say, I want this or da da da. They, there's a million different things. And I always ask them, how do you want to feel afterwards? Mm-hmm. After you consume, how do you want to feel? Because it, it is, it's, it's that individual among us and it's, it's such a wonderful feeling to connect to somebody like that. Uh, man, absolutely. And, and there's, there's bud tending and then there's good bud tending. And, and clearly, you know, I, I tell everyone, you know, in my opinion, California has the most mature cannabis consumer in the country. I can't speak for the world because I'm not that, that well traveled yet. Um, but for the country, I, I do believe that. But I also believe that they're, the level of the average consumer, like their education level, honestly, isn't that high, which is clearly why we see THC percentage is, is what's rules products in this market, which anyone that's in this market doesn't give a shit. You know what I mean? I don't look at THC. I don't even like talking THC percentage uh, in out of regards of business. If I'm selling flour, definitely plays, <laughs> plays a part in that. But me as a personal consumer, I don't, I don't look at it. I don't want to know about it. But clearly the consumer does. How do you be? How do you feel people are receptive to, you know, coming in and saying what's got the highest THC or what's the strongest, and then you kind of you kind of rebuttal with what are you looking to feel like, what flavors, what strains do you enjoy? How do you feel like people are usually receptive to the process? Are they welcoming to that education? Are they kind of like, man, kick all that? What's got thirty five percent? I think like like you said, it's it's a maturity thing, and California does have a lot of mature consumers and especially in the North Hollywood and Burbank area, it's, it's the working class of individuals who are somewhere probably in their like early, like late twenties to like, like late thirties. Those are the people who are coming in and they, they're not looking for just, Oh man, I want to get high. They are looking for that. Like they want the education. They want that. Like the bud tender understands not just the products, but understands all aspects of it. And I, I find that in our area, especially they're, they're really looking for that and they respond very well to that. 
if on the more mature side. Now, on the younger side, I definitely see they kind of hear that. They kind of give them the, the eye rolls and just are like, oh, I don't want to hear this. And you kind of just like scoot them down to like that, where it's like, oh, this one says 42. So it's, I use the numbers, I think, for the newer generation of smokers who aren't looking for all the cooler aspects, in my opinion, of weed. Whereas the older people are looking for that education and they are looking for that guidance. Um, because again, they're not just looking to get high. They're looking for a specific effect to happen, whether it is for enjoyment or medical or anything under the rainbow. And when it comes to, you know, the majority of customers coming in, what percentage of customers would you say have an idea of what brand they would like or what strain, you know, they come in saying, Hey, do you have X versus people that kind of come in there and are just leaning completely on guidance? I would say for us, it would be a little towards the 60% looking for guidance because like I said, the, they're a little bit on the older side, more mature side. So they want the experience. So they're looking for somebody to kind of guide them. They're going to ask questions. And that other 40%, I would say is the people who are just like, uh, I don't really know, but I also really don't care. So they don't look for the education, but I find that they enjoy the education afterwards because then they went, oh, oh, I did learn something today. And that's, that's another thing about me coming from the food world is like, you want an environment of learning. And at Swish, I think that's what we're trying to do is also really understand that this is an environment of learning and growing, and we're all going to do that together. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I, I think the, like you said, like the, the mature customer wants that experience. But I also think like us as those are in the industry that, you know, we're, we're not just mature, like we're, we're nerds about this shit. Oh, we're truly, oh, we're truly nerd out about this stuff. I think for us, it's like constantly, you know, we, I always say, you know, we have the staples, strains that we like, maybe brands and products, but we're always, we're never not looking for a new iteration or a new version, someone taking a strain we like and made the best batch we've ever had, or one of the, even one of the best batches we've ever had is usually, you know, that that's something that might entice me to, to purchase something, but also new iterations of, of strains and flavors that we like, you know, there is this never ending desire for, you know, the nerdiest of the nerdy cannabis consumer isn't coming in there saying, I know what I want, don't talk to me. They're like, put me on, what, what can yeah. you put me on to? They're like, show me the flight of, of samplings that you want for me in this. Like, I, I, I look at it, it for, for a really good bud tender. It is no different than being a wine sommelier. If, if you don't geek out and know everything down to the last little bit of it, you will never reach the highest point of being like a bud tender, but you don't have to. And that's the great thing about this is that there's, there's the, there's multiple levels of being that bud tender, but it, the best ones, always the best ones are the nerds, the ones who are geeking out going like, dude, did you hear about this? Did you hear about so-and-so crossing such and such and doing this? Did you see about that light? That's the, like me, I'm a gadgets guy. When I hear about the lighting systems, the watering systems, like all the, all the little gadgets that go into this whole world, I'm like, <sighs> my eyes light up and my heart just starts pounding. And, and to see that with other people that are bud tenders like that, it's, it's always a joy. But then of course you always come across those bud tenders who are like, Oh man, I just I'm just trying to just trying to sell you some stuff, and it, it's a disappointment. <laughs> but they are there. They are there. Yeah, absolutely. That is uh yeah my least favorite experience. Yeah, when you go in there and, and whether they say that explicitly or their body language and everything else says right. it, 
I've, I've heard it. Message received. I get it. <laughs> this is a paycheck and you don't give a shit about anything else. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking to nerd out and find something, you know, this might not, you might not be the person for me. Um, but on that tip of, of, of even learning, uh, you know, the grow mediums, the ways that these, the, 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 the gadgets, the technology that's used in the cultivation and manufacturing of these products. What, what are some good ways that brands have connected with you as a bud tender representative of a store to help educate on that? Or is a lot of that stuff, just information you feel like you kind of find and seek on your own? In the beginning, it was a lot of kind of like letting my fingers do the walking for me. I had to like go out and find these things, but um, now being a bud tender and actually in, inside Swish, I think specifically because of that environment of learning, when we have our the sales reps specifically, not so much the, the individuals coming in to do those little setups in the beginning, but a lot more of the sales reps are kind of stepping up to us going like, oh, oh, you, you guys want to know the, these specifics because that's going to help you sell our product. And so I, I feel like it's it's becoming more no because we are still so new i mean we're, we're literally just a little over a month old but it, i've been starting to see more of the sales reps come in and talk to us and actually talk to the bud tenders and not just the owners or the buyers or anybody like this because they're going oh these bud tenders know what they're talking about and i want them to have this arsenal of information so that everyone across the spectrum can be touched in some way shape or form with this information yeah. And that's good. Good on those sales reps. Those are solid sales reps that are able to acknowledge that or understand that and feed you guys that, um, and, you know, something we're talking about offline right before we started, obviously Swish has only been around. I mean, I know some of the core, like you said, the owners ties go back to medical and the legacy market, which you obviously have those ties as well, but Swish as a, as a, as a, as a retail brand has only been online for, for under a month and a half right now. Yeah. Um, but you guys seemingly have built pretty good traction in, you know, we were talking about California being one of the most mature markets, Los Angeles and the greater LA area is one of the most crowded and competitive when it comes to brands or stores, whether legal, unlicensed, there is just stores everywhere. It is ultra, ultra, one of the, you know, the most competitive market I've ever done marketing in the cannabis industry for dispensary wise oh, yeah. ever. Um, but you guys are building some traction. What do you, what do you think is the reasoning of how you guys have been able to, to grab some success early on in such a crowded market? Um, excuse my language, but we, we give a shit. Um, one of the things, like I said, um, earlier with those bud tenders, they have that really lax and there's just, this is a paycheck. Um, pretty much everyone we have at Swish right now, this is just more than just a paycheck. This this is a passion project for every single one of us. We we all have skin in the game, even though we don't really. It's it's just we we want not only to be. Um, sorry about that. Uh, we not only want to be the the like the top weed shop. We want to be the community weed shop. We want to be the place that everyone who's in with walking distance, that's the only shop they go to because they trust us. They love us. We're clean. We're safe. They're, we're known. Um, that That's our goal. Those are our core beings. Like those, those are our, sorry, our core pillars of our business. So I think that's a lot of our success. And then the word of mouth coming from that, because we do have a lot of presence online right now. We're trying to push Instagram and all the other stuff and we're, we're doing stuff like this podcast, but it's, it's a lot of the word of mouth right around us. And I mean, we also do have the advantage of being the closest to the Burbank airport. Um, so when Google pops up uh, dispensaries, we're one of the first ones. So the advantage of that, and then 
adding in stellar service, it's just, it's a combination that people just can't deny. And, and I mean, over a hundred uh, reviews in less than a month um, on Google. I mean, that's, that's pretty good numbers. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's, that's super good numbers. I, I live in Washington state, you know, a lot of these towns are a little bit smaller than, or a lot of bit smaller than uh, LA, you know, there's no, oh, yeah. there's no city in, in Washington, the size of LA. Um, and, you know, a lot of these stores, you know, honestly have, low review numbers that have been around years right so that's a big testament but i think Absolutely. um i think for you guys like something that stands out to me like and, and correct me if i'm wrong but having the store look the way that it looks that it looks clean represented very well like a regular retail shopping experience is something that you don't always expect from the culture if you will it has mm -hmm. like a little bit more of this not corporate vibe but the the optics of it seem like a little more friendly to to anyone the way that a corporate uh approach to a cannabis dispenser would be but then obviously in talking to yourself and understanding that the owners comes from the legacy market come from the medical market so be able to create something that kind of blends in with this just super 2020 version of professional cannabis retail but then having that lineage and history and respect and understanding of the culture and community that's predated uh recreational cannabis um, and also you guys and then the staff of having that passion. I mean, I, I'd say from my perspective, you again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, like the, the kind of the intersection of those, I think, kind of separates you guys from a lot of shops. I, I would highly agree with you. And that and that's been my goal specifically is to is to really hit that point because it, it we have so many special points. Like you said, we have a legacy. We have knowledge. We have location. I mean, of course, it's location, location, location. But when you add all these other aspects to it, it, it it's creating magic. And I mean, let alone we have a gigantic mural being painted on the side of our wall that is a local artist who lived in the North Hollywood, the North Hollywood Arts District for years. And so that's a passion project. So just just the amount of love that's going into this. I think really hammers in that point and it it's it's bound to be a wonderful thing as long as as long as we maintain those goals <laughs> yeah yeah because I mean we you know I constantly I've talked about on this podcast a lot it's talked about on LinkedIn and the can you know the, the, there's this two different worlds right like again the corporate world the culture world you know they're, they're two individual things in my opinion this industry, whether they're both needed, it's inevitable that there's these two different things. And building the bridges in between is is usually when we see things that are that reach the the, the, the highest level of success, right? Like some some things on the corporate world might be able to cram crazy sales volume, might be able to raise crazy money, but are they able to really get that traction and respect and be held in the high regard, right? And then on the adverse side, the culture side can be really respected in the community, active in the culture. But if it doesn't optically or theme thematically or vibe wise match kind of this new age cannabis consumer that might not come from that world, right? It might turn them off. And we see a lot of the, the these cultural uh, standpoints, you know, not build not successful businesses, but almost put a ceiling on themselves, right? Because they, they kind of turn themselves off to another crowd. And so I think when those worlds are able to come together in a way that's organic and and not manufactured, I think that's when you see some of the best businesses in cannabis, whether it's a dispensary or a brand. Absolutely. And, and Los Angeles and North Hollywood especially is the best place to do that because it is such a melting pot in this place. There are just so many people, so many cultures, so many views that when you bring them all together, great things happen. 
Oh, I, I love that guy. One of my friends used to he's he wasn't from there. He used to stay in North Hollywood, so I used to go out there skate skate the little skate park out there when in my in my younger years. Uh, I'd have the the friend the local friends go shop at the med shops for me, but I spent a little time out there and I loved I on my on my skateboard man. I used to just skate skate around the area. I loved being out there. Absolutely. Big sidewalks that are very skateboard friendly, as opposed to these rain beaten ones of Seattle. <laughs> Well, in certain areas, in certain areas, there are other places where you, you still have to be a little careful in the North Hollywood area where it's like, oh, sure. oh, there was that tree that's been growing for a really long time and it just broke through the concrete. So, I mean, don't right. get me wrong. There's a lot of great skating, especially in Los Angeles and in North Hollywood. We do have that great skate park that's over. I believe it's in the um, Amelia Earhart uh, Park. It's or it's over yeah. near that library over there. Um, but yeah, no, it's... It, Skating culture around here is is great. I uh, I used to do longboarding myself. Unfortunately, my okay. knees are uh, not what they used to be, but it was it was one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, you know, taking it back to, to some of the some of the products you guys sell. Obviously, being a dispensary, you carry all of them. You know, in California, it is home to some of the most well known brands in cannabis from a consumer level. Um, you know, a lot of the brands always say that people drool about on Instagram, whether they live in California or not. A lot of those come from Cali. What, what are some of the most requested brands? Like when a consumer comes in and is asking, hey, do you have X, anything from X? What are some of those brands that they're bringing up? Well, one of the newest brands is Respect My Region and The Legacy. Um, we just got that in. And honestly, it's it's newer on our shelves, but we've had multiple people come back really quickly after they've tried to go and like, no, no, I need more of that. Um, especially the dedication OG. We're trying to also get that R11, RS11 going. Um, but we, we have a little more of an Indica dominant crowd going right now. So, um, but I'll definitely say like uh, Presidential was a big name, um, Papa's and Barkley. Uh, what else? THC Designs. Um, we've been trying to get them. We had their uh, their daydreams, um, but people they they just were like, no, we want THC Designs. We're like, they're they're the same brand, guys, same brand. Um, honestly, a lot of the brands we've brought in too, like uh, Green Label RX, uh, they have been blowing up. I love those guys. They're thirty minutes from our shop, so I'm I'm really excited to see their their whole grow operation. Um, Delighted. Delighted has been probably my personal favorite. Um, I do have a problem with their bags. They're fully enclosed, but I've, I've took the leap of faith with them and haven't been disappointed. Um, also, uh, another big one has been the American Weed Company. Um, uh, I don't know if you've known those guys, but I love them. Um, veteran operated, veteran owned. Um, I, I do have to tell people, though, that it's a little bit of a creeper because I've had several people come back and they were like, I was so mad with you for five minutes after I smoked that buzz bomb bomber. And then 10 minutes later, I was like, no, no, everything's okay. It was just like that. Creeper. So it, it, that, and that's kind of half the fun of being a bud tender too, is you have to get, get to tell those people, get to tell those stories of like, Hey, you got to wait a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, those, those have been some really, really highly requested brands from us. Um, we're also always looking for really good brands, but we're also not just looking for brands. We're looking for really good flour. That's fresh. Um, if it's not fresh, we, we just can't take it because our, uh, one of our core values as well is to turn over product as fast as possible. So mm -hmm. if those companies can work with us and we can get you to turn over quickly. We want you in our, we want you in there. I love that, man. I love that. It's all about those repeat customers. You know, we, I talk about this all the time with, on the show with it, whether it's retail or again, brands, you know, 
certain things, strains, packaging can help move something off the shelf one time, you know, the celebrity endorsement, whatever, whatever it is, the hype, you know, but what's in the bag and the satisfaction that the consumer gets from it is, is going to be determined whether they come back. And that, and, absolutely, you know, it's a two pronged thing. You got to, or a couple of, you got to get on the shelf, you got to get off the shelf into the consumer's hands, and then you got to satisfy that, that consumer. And then it, then it turns into a, a wheel yep. and, and keeps rolling. Um, on, on the, on the vape realm, you know, this is something we've been talking about a lot. You know, I think California really led the charge in the disposable game. That's now like sweeping the entire country. Absolutely. Um, you know, that, that was not new. You see, I, I, at least I remember alien labs, Stizzy and, and connected having those oh, yeah. three, four years ago, you know, and I see them just now kind of popping up everywhere. Like everyone's kind of running to that. Do you see, Kind of that I, I know you were out of the dispensary world for a while where it was probably just the five ten threads back in the day and now there's obviously a lot a lot more variety of vape types um do you see do you see that trend kind of where where the disposables are are kind of the the hot item in the vape world uh funny enough back in the the prop 215 days i remember seeing the vapes and i remember the same problem then as now they are way too easy so um, the trend I'm seeing is people are a little afraid of it because they see that. They say it's a little too easy. But again, when you educate them and you kind of get them prepped for it and go, okay, look, you're only going to take a three-second puff and then you're going to put the pen down. I think that's kind of the trend right now is people are dipping their toes in the water um, because they have. They have heard so much. Like there's so many varieties. There's so many different versions. Um, and nowadays, especially with recharging abilities, um, the whole game has changed because, I mean, like you said, even five years ago, you had ones that didn't really charge and you'd be about halfway through your full gram. And then all of a sudden, where's the rest of my gram? But now that's kind of coming into it. So I think people are be being a lot more open to it especially again it comes back to that mature slash new consumer the mature consumers are still they're still kind of putting their noses up to it going like mm, that's not my weed but a lot of the newer consumers are getting into it because i mean a lot of them it, it was marketed towards them especially because we had that like whole cigarette vape cartridge like pandemic going on with millions of different flavors and stuff so we're really trying to transition them to something that's a little less poisonous to them you know, and something that's a little more tasty. So I think that's that's where we're really seeing that trend come the most is in a lot of the younger buyers, and um, they're really they're really discerning when it comes to that because they really want like they either want very specific flavors or they want no flavor at all. They want that very like terpy, very resiny, rosiny flavor of it. So um, I think I think it's going to be big eventually because people will see like okay, you don't really want to burn a plant too much. But I also see you'll you'll see there's going to be a 50 50. A lot of people will use vapes, but a lot of people will still just keep smoking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think flour will go anywhere. Um, a lot of the reports online have been talking about uh, over the last couple of years, talking about beverages and, and the, the, the market potential of that, which I, I can see. But as far as the, the existing model, right, like, you know, beverages are enjoyed, but there's nobody. Yeah. Your flower consumer likely consumes a lot of flour on a very regular basis. I don't know a lot of people that drink weed seven days a week. I know a lot of people that smoke weed <laughs> damn near 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, even even in the shop, like we have we have Mary Jones soda, which is a, it's a good mover, especially the uh, my personal favorite, the orange cream that moves really well. But like you said, I, I see maybe 
the same person buying that one can going back for their flour and edibles and other stuff way more often than they're going for those sodas. But I, I, I too enjoy a good soda every once in a while. Like you said, I don't think they're there. I don't think those things will ever dominate the market. Yeah. Yeah. Not, definitely not with the, with the current consumer types. Um, you know, who, who knows as we move to maybe one milligram ones will be the highest mover as we, we down the line. Right. And yeah. have a ton of people drinking very, very low dose. May, maybe, I don't know, but, I, but flower flowers definitely can. Yeah. Flower flowers in my heart personally. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, on, on that, you know, we we're talking about the THC thing earlier. Um, do you feel like when it comes to flower, most consumers are coming in looking for particular strains? Are they looking for particular effects? Are they looking, you know, indica sativa? What, what do you think that the average consumer is kind of bringing up in regards to flower? Um, definitely the, the more mature again is looking for specific strains. They want to, they want their, this is what I know and very familiar because we've got so many names and so many other like crosses now coming along. So we see a lot of those kinds of people asking for specific strains, but then a lot of times, a lot of people are just coming in that, um, especially the ones that don't really understand the whole spectrum between indica and sativa. Um, they're really looking like, I just want an indica or I want a sativa. So I would say the majority are looking for specifics and not as many as it used to be are looking for generalities. Um, and when it's general, it's usually just like, I want indica, I want sativa, or I want like a hybrid. And then again, that goes back to what I said is like, I want their effect. Like once they've smoked, once they've consumed, how do they want to feel? And that's kind of how we, we try and move people along for all, as many choices as we have. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds in line with, with what we see, right? Mature customers know what they want as you go down the line, you know, go down the line of, of how well versed with the plant they are. They're, they're yeah. talking lower level education, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's rare when you get somebody who's like, Oh, my family's been in the weed business or been growing or something for a long time. And then it, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to them because they know all this stuff. And they can go through all of it. But yeah, it's, it, I think it is just, it, like you said, it's a lot of the time with the plant and with the culture of it. It's, if you don't have a lot of it, you, you can't really talk on it very much. What is, what is one thing that you want people to know, you know, or, or try to impart on all customers, I guess, when it comes to cannabis, right? The person that isn't educated or seeking education, what are, what are some of those things that you want people to know about cannabis? That it's okay. It's okay to know about cannabis. It's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be a little nervous, a little shy, or even, even a little embarrassed. It's, it's okay to feel that at first because you're welcome. You're welcome here. You're safe. And we, we don't want you to feel any of that. We want you to feel comfortable. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah. that's, no, that's solid. We want, we want people to, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's in line with breaking the stigma and normalization, which I think is, is a big goal for a lot of us, man. Well, um, man, Jake, I really, I really appreciate your time today on the, on the show for people out there that want more information, swishcannabis.com. And then go ahead and check them out, 10701 Burbank Boulevard, North Hollywood, uh, right up there in the North Hollywood area. Anything else you want to you want to plug before we get you up out of here, man? Uh, I want to I want to throw a cash, my man. Thank you very much for setting all this up. Uh, appreciate you there, um, Tara. You're great. 
Lewis, thank you. Arthur, thank you for being the other half of my brain. Shasta, we appreciate you just came on. And uh, everyone, uh, come come and visit Swish. Hell yeah, man. For the people out there, go check them out. North Hollywood. This is the RMR Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, somewhere below, Jacob, is the subscribe button. Go ahead and mash that. Leave a comment. Even if you got something salty to say about me and my face, I'll, t- I'll take the feedback. Go ahead and drop it. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, make sure to like, you know, follow the, the channel. Go check out some other episodes. We've got a lot of content. we got some more content coming this week. So appreciate everyone for tuning in. We'll be back with more content this week.